Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show this week, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. And while we're speaking of Larson's, a quick mention, I don't know if you follow them on Facebook, but if you don't, you should, because if you're a horse person, they have contests all the time where they give away bountiful hay, and we all need that. So uh, definitely worth uh, checking on their Facebook page, liking, and there's a lot of like guessing weight of hay and things, and the closest person wins some um, really, really beneficial goodies. So um, definitely worth checking that out. Make sure you like Larson Hay on Facebook. And if you haven't liked us on Facebook, The Horse Talk Show, you should have and you must because then you'll get notifications when we have things going on. And you never know when we might pop up at the Kentucky Derby Live in the stall of the Derby winner. Or as I would say in England, the Derby winner. And speaking of England, on the side of the news end of things, the Royal Windsor Horse Show, and Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II's homebred, Highland Mare Balmoral Leia, was um, the Mountain and Moorland Supreme in Hand Championship winner. Uh, the Queen actually in all won two classes and placed in some others. And she was there in person and delighted to be so because the Queen of England is definitely a horsewoman. And uh, her rider, her rather, her in-hand championship winner, um, person involved in that's name's Lizzie. And she said, actually, um, Balmoral Leia is also trained to ride as well as me in hand. So she has a lot of high expectations for this um, Mountain and Moorland championship winner. Well done to Queen Elizabeth II. We are looking out now towards the Preakness, as you know from last week's decision on Rich Strike, a.k.a. Richie, um, is not going to be in the Preakness. And I think we all agree, hats off to the people um, who make the decisions, the owner, Mr. Dawson, the trainer, Eric Reed, and his daughter, Lindsay Reed, who is a hunter-jumper rider, had the honor of meeting her at the Preakness, and we're going to chat to her on the phone today a little bit about how good old Richie is doing. Um, I think a great decision on this group's part, I have to say, because the potential glory of the Triple Crown is huge, and obviously something that every trainer and owner and jockey and exercise rider wants to be part of. 
but sometimes well always not sometimes always we should put the horse's well-being first and Richie came out of the race very hot ready to go again um, obviously he was feeling quite good that that day after the race that evening um, but is he in fact a Preakness distance horse probably not he tends to come from behind and catch up and the Derby was a blazing fast pace for the first half mile. So giving this horse six weeks to get himself, five weeks actually, to get himself back um, rested up and together to potentially win the Belmont, which is certainly a distance he likes. As you can see in the, in the Kentucky Derby, if you watch the replay, he was coming on at the end pretty fast and didn't seem very tired. Was ready to have a little squabble with the pony horse afterwards. So... The distance of a mile and a half, which is the longest race any horse in the thoroughbred world will run, is a mile and a half, and that's a long, long race. They call that the Graveyard of Champions for a reason. It's tough. Big Sandy, the track is deep, and to do that race and the Preakness only two weeks after the Derby is a lot to ask of a horse that's used to racing every five to six weeks. So um, I'm proud of their decision. And although we'd love to see the chance of a triple crown, um, it's certainly a good decision on the horse's part to rest him for the next few weeks and get him ready for the longest race of his life. So I'm excited about uh, seeing him run in the Belmont and hats off also to uh, Sonny Leone, the jockey that rode him and maneuvered him very safely through 19 other horses and across the finish line into the history books of the 148th Derby. It was a very, very exciting race to be there. Um, a mention for afterwards, um, I was just a few feet away from the incident and well done to the outrider who did the very best he could in a difficult situation. NBC, I'm sure you're not listening, but you really don't need to interview the rider immediately after the race. Let the horse cool off, let him get to the winner's circle, let him cool down, let the rider cool down, and then interviews galore, I'm all for it but it's time to let the horse have a breather and make it back to the winner's circle, cool down and comfortable. Just um, my opinion. Uh, simplification, the Florida bred, owned by our friend Tammy Bobo and Fernando de Jesus, will run in the um, fourth, out of the fourth post in the Preakness. And we will certainly be rooting for simplification as a Florida bred uh, here in the horse capital of the world, trademark. And um, Epicenter will, it looks like, go in as the favourite, but not for us, as I said. Simplification will be our favourite, and we certainly hope to see Tammy Bobo and her group in the winner's circle. I'm sure she'll look as glamorous and beautiful as ever, and she'll be on the phone a little bit later on in the show to chat to us and give us a little update on Simplification. So we'll definitely hear um, how he's doing and how he's... Um, how he's working this week and feeling uh, over there at Pimlico. Early voting, who was actually scratched from the Derby, um, will, will be running in the Preakness as a fresh horse. And he, of course, was started by Niall Brennan in Niall Brennan Training Centre here in the Ocala area. And Niall, uh, who is a great horseman, in my opinion, is got very high hopes on early voting, doing very well in this race. And this is apparently his distance. So although not a Florida bred, definitely a Florida connection with the Niall Brennan group 
So um, good luck to, um, to all of them. Susan Foreman, a Canadian horsewoman, was actually at a sale in January. She was trying to buy some horses or a horse, and she kept getting outbid and outbid and outbid. And I guess on the Monday night of that sale, she went back to look at the buybacks. And there was a horse called Uno Strike, who was um, bought back at 22000 And she said, you know what, I'm going to get this horse. 16-1, nice confirmation. She really, really liked this horse and said, I'm, I'm going to get this horse. So she did. And she didn't even realize until she was foal watching with a friend on the Saturday of the Derby that she had, in fact, purchased the half-sister to the winner of the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> you never know what can happen at a horse sale. You know, it's just one of those things. So well done, Susan. I imagine that's going to turn out quite well for you. Uh, Sodashi in Japan is making quite a splash. This is a pure white thoroughbred. This is apparently a genetic an anomaly and quite rare. There haven't been that many pure white thoroughbreds apparently. But the really big deal in Tokyo is the fact that this horse has now won a grade one and is the only, or group one as they call it, grade one pure white thoroughbred that's ever won a grade one race. So watch out for this Sodashi because that horse is now eligible for the Breeders' Cup in the fall in Keeneland. So we might see this horse with a spontaneous gene mutation <laughs> running across the finish line at Keeneland. Could be good news. Stay with us. We've got a great show for you coming up. We've got Dr. Adam Kayot going to be chatting to some other wonderful people connected to the Derby and the Preakness on this show. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show in Equus Television here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. And I forgot what we're talking about. Just kidding. <laughs> That's a funny joke there too. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Adam Kayot about uh, the heaves and non-sweater issues, which quite often come together, uh, one from the other, right? Um, and of course, in the summertime, we definitely see a lot more of that. Um, tell us a little bit about non-sweaters and heavers. Okay, well, let's start with anhydrosis or non-sweaters. Um, <laughs> we don't know why that. I don't have that problem. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, we don't know why that happens um, to horses. It, uh, we do see it a lot down here. Well, a lot. You know, it's not uncommon to see it down here, especially um, during the warm times of the year for whatever reason. That's, I think that's rather interesting because a lot of times these horses that become non-sweaters, um, if they go back up to a northern climate, they start sweating again. Whether that has anything to do with it or just coincidence, I don't know. But certainly it can happen at any age. Um, certainly horses that are older um, might be cushionoid, tend to be more prone to that sort of thing, but it can happen in any horse. And, and it, it's kind of interesting to, um, to see that a lot of times horses that were prolific sweaters or sweat a lot end up being the ones that automatic, you know, that it gets turned off all of a sudden. So um, <clears throat> you don't know when it's gonna happen you don't know where it's going to happen, but um, it certainly can happen. And, and I and, and like I said, it's it's not uncommon for it to occur in the ones that tend to be, like I said, prolific sweaters. So just so because, it can be one extreme to oh, the absolutely. other. Absolutely, and and there's there's no good 
treatment or you know and there's no good product out there to make them become you know start sweating again i've had the best luck with actually giving them beer mm. and people always <laughs> laugh at that um but horses love it horses barley love hops barley you know hops. why not exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter and it doesn't have to be expensive either so um i will have i will have owners do that there's other other products out there like one ac and um a side effect of ventipulmin uh, is sweating um, so those are those are possible treatments. Um, sometimes horses will start sweating again and never have a reoccurrence. Sometimes uh, it'll go both ways. And sometimes they never start really sweating again. And and those obviously you have to be careful of, especially down here. Um, you need to be aware of how hot it is when you're riding them, and, and just be aware of your horse as you're riding them. If their neck is not sweaty, and it usually is, then you need to be that needs to pop into your mind like oh my gosh um maybe 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 she's become a non-sweater um <clears throat> very important if you see that and the horse has been working to try to get them cooled off cold water between their hind legs the pole area any any of those areas will will help cool them down quickly because they can um they can have heat stroke and 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 that cannot be um a, a good outcome so be aware of that be aware of your horse uh even if you notice well he the only spot he really sweat was underneath the saddle pad or underneath his mane um those are all indications of anhydrosis and and um it should be, you know, noticed and, 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 and tried to dealt with. Now, when does non-sweating turn into the heaves? And are, is that a, off, is heaves often a result of non-sweating? They're really not connected. Um, so heaves is basically just um, COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Um, <clears throat> one doesn't necessarily cause the other. Um, it, it obviously uh, non-sweater things can be exacerbated if the horse has heaves because they're already having a hard enough time breathing that that's a way that they dissipate heat okay a lot of times horses that that um are, are non-sweaters will will um hyper respiratory you know have have hyper respirations or, or increased like respiratory. panting like a panting yeah and then that's the that's the body's natural response to trying to dissipate heat so you may notice that more, especially in a horse that has heaves, but heaves is basically asthma in the horse. And, and um, it, it's called heaves because they actually, you see them actually physically heave or they're, they're having to actively push the air out of their lungs because over time, um, scarring and, and chronic change has happened in the lungs to cause a, a, a decreased airflow in the lungs. And, um, you can have, I mean, there are many asthmatics out there that, that know how this feels. It feels like you're breathing through a straw and, and you, you know, you, you try to, you try to deal with it with medications, it controlling your environment and, and all these things that, that will help with that. Um, so certainly if you have a horse that's TV and they become anhydrotic, that's a big problem because they have worse, you know, a, 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 a greater inability to, to physically dissipate heat. So, if you have that together, you need to be extra cautious, but one doesn't necessarily cause the other. We did have a horse that had both, and it was, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. he was older, so it was a challenge. Yeah, it can be definitely a challenge, um, <clears throat> but you know, heaves is heaves is a is a problem, and and certainly I see it a lot down here. It tends to rear its ugly head in the summer when we have much more. Um, 
irritants in the air, more pollen, more molds, more fungus, more, you know, stuff and dust in the air down here that over time has, has chronically changed this horse's lung field and, and breathing field. And then at, at some point you'll notice that he's breathing a lot harder than he usually does. And what is the best treatment for that? And do you prefer to see a horse out in a field that has that problem and out of kind of the dust and the hay and the bedding and all of that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. Typically down here, they actually do do better outside. Um, <clears throat> because uh, you get more dust and stuff inside. Um, it just depends though, typically, you know. Uh, um, because if a horse is out and gets hotter, then might be more of a problem yeah. than with the fan, exactly. but the fan could be blowing dust and pollen. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so it, it's hard, it's hard down here. Um, it's hard to control the environment of the horse, period. You can't necessarily take them in your house, though some people do, um, into the air conditioning and that sort of thing. But um, the way I try to control it is with steroid and bronchodilators, steroid to decrease the inflammation that's there. Bronchodilators, they actually relax the muscles around the bron bronchial tree so that the bronchi uh, bronchi are able to expand and you're able to get more, um, more air in and that can be a relief, obviously. So that's the way I try to, to treat it and it's a, um, you know, it's a long going thing. As long as that horse is alive, you'll have to deal with this typically unless, unless you get them out of the environment that's causing it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so a lot of times these horses will do better in Northern climates <clears throat> just because whatever here is, is irritating them is more prevalent in the, uh, you know, in the air. So, um, I try to, if possible, I'll, I'll say, Hey, send them North if you can. Um, otherwise, most of the time in the summer, you end up starting to treat them. A lot of times during the winter, cold, cold times of the year, they don't have to be treated and will stop. And, and, that, and that's nice, but uh, it can be a real problem. Do any get so far gone that they need breathing treatments and things like that? Certainly, yeah. There, there are aerosol treatments out there, the aero mask and that sort of thing, where they actually take inhalers and, and put those in there. <clears throat> Those uh, those work. They're they're um, they work okay. I think um, they're expensive because it's a it ends up being a human product that are meant to give to humans on one puff, and you got to give a bunch of puffs. <laughs> so you you go you go through the you know you go through the medication yeah, like, uh, re rather rapidly, um, but uh, you know that is out there. Wonderful, Dr. Adam Kayot here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care, Louisa Barton, for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, Plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. 
Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. week and a half or so since the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. We were there, um, a very, very exciting time, of course, to see the 80 to one horse cross the finish line first, and even the announcer almost missed it. So it was thrilling and exciting. It was good for a lot of people's pocketbooks that put bets on the 80 to one, including me, thanks to April, who gave me a tip that Rich Strike could indeed strike it rich if you bet on him. So I'm here with April and Eddie, and we're gonna talk a little bit to start with um, to April about what she liked about Richie, as we now call him, um, kind of what, what drew her to him, and then how he did here at the farm when he was in training with her. April, thanks for having us with, the, uh, with you here at the farm. Tell us a little bit about the very first things that kind of, that you really liked about Richie when you first had him here at the farm. One of the things I really liked about him is he reminded me so much of his grandsire, Smart Strike. And he looked like Smart Strike and he reminded me of him. And that's, that's something that I really liked about him. Um, as far as I remember, he was always a pretty good boy. He was very immature and even when he left, he was still, he was still a baby. So, you know, I didn't, did, could he win the Derby? I don't know about that, but I also didn't know he couldn't at that time. So here we are. <laughs> now, um, when you pick out horses, 
what are the main things that you look for as far as horses you want to have in training here? Because I've noticed consistently every Derby and every Breeders' Cup, the same starting trainers' names reappear. Two thirds of the horses in the Derby this year had connections here to the O'Callaghan Marion County area. Your name comes up. I have to track you down almost every year. <laughs> now, almost didn't have to this year, but, but unusually so. Being in the top 20 out of 25,000 plus horses is a really, really, really big deal. So kind of what are some of the things that draw you to a horse like him, tips that you would give people, things that you look for, and, and, and what things about him were there that, that kind of are in, put him in that category? Um, well, one of the things is it's a, it's a team effort. You can't do this without a team. And uh, David and Gordo, who's one of our clients, and he brings a lot of clients to our table. And so when we look for horses, again, it's a team. And yet it, it goes from when you buy them all the way to when they're broken, they leave, to the trainers that end up with them. One of the things I personally think they have to have is intelligence. And I like, you know, a big, pretty eye and, and just, you can tell. Like, I want them to engage with me. When I go to the sales, walk up to them, I want them to engage. I don't want them being aloof or looking in, you know, different direction. I want them to pay attention to me. It shows that they have some interest in their thinking. That's, that, to me, is one of the most important things. And I've been around a lot of nice horses, a lot of good horses, and the one common denominator is intelligence. So that's, to me, first and foremost. That's actually very interesting because the, the two Triple Crown winners that I've met, Justify and American Pharaoh, both very intelligent, especially right. American Pharaoh. So I think there's a lot to be said for that when they understand what's going on. Yes. Clearly, Richie understood what was going on in the Derby and that he had to pass the rest of the pack. Correct. <laughs> that, that's correct. And a lot of times people don't realize, you know, uh, they're still babies. So even when they leave me, I might have an idea but some of them I'm not 100% sure about because they have to mature. They have to mature and get a handle on what they're doing. So really, for me, they're just graduating from elementary school, moving on to the next spot. But uh, it, it really is, it's fun and interesting watching them develop and kind of picking who you like and see if it, if it comes true or not. That's a great way to describe it, really. When they leave you, they're kind of graduating from elementary, they're going on, and you don't really know what middle, high, and college might, might bring. Right. But you do know, obviously, that, hey, this is a good horse. I might see him yeah. somewhere uh, in the future. Now, 30 seconds before the cutoff for the Derby, he was horse number number 21, <laughs> an ethereal road scratched from D. Wayne Lucas's barn, and Richie made it into to that final position. What did you think when you heard that? Did you think he had a chance? You know, if there, you don't have a chance if you're not in. So if you're in the race, you have a chance, obviously. And we learned that, you know, last weekend, two weekends ago. Um, and, and I truly believe, you know, trainers, they're not going to go through this process unless they think their horse has a chance. Horse can't read the tote board. And the trainer knows what his horse is. So I think that plays a big part of it. And it's not always, let's just take a shot. I think it, for a race like the Derby people, they believe in their horses if they're gonna do it. Absolutely. So. Now, Sonny Leone maneuvered um, a pack of horses. These horses have never ran with 19 other horses before in their career. Um, many of them haven't done this distance. He maneuvered 
incredibly every time there was an opening without impeding anybody or causing any kind of infraction he was able to move between horses safely and even the announcer missed his his run yeah. into hit the history books uh until the very last minute as you were watching the race what were your thoughts about the way sunny rode him and what were your thoughts about the way he maneuvered that pack so calmly and so easily passed the top horses basically in the world well watching the race it it, it didn't sink in i mean it was after i watched the replay a few times to where i saw how impressive the race actually was and and sunny rode an absolute brilliant race and to go back and watch it a few times it it was just confidence it was confidence on the horse's part and confidence on sunny's part and i that was that did it to me besides ability the confidence that both the horse and rider were like we can do this and they did and it was it was a beautiful thing it was amazing <laughs> it was right? amazing amazing yes. now um i read a few little bits and pieces here and there after the race and that you commented um, that when he was here you didn't have any problems with him with the pony horse you don't do a great deal of ponying but clearly something that seemed like some kind of maybe learned behavior maybe even had a bad experience at some point maybe at the track with a pony horse or maybe just high on adrenaline and testosterone and not ready to calm down at the end of that race um, what were your thoughts about that and and obviously I'm, I'm sure that the the reed team is probably going to work on that and rectify that before the next race but Horses on adrenaline high like that after the race of their life, it sort of can be expected, right? I, I agree. I think that's exactly what it was. I wasn't there. I, I don't know what his training was after he left, after he left me. But the adrenaline surge is so great. I mean, I think it was, I think everyone was a little unfair to horse and rider. I mean, it, it was just an, an unfortunate circumstance. Everybody ended up all right. But to ask a horse to do what he did and then expect him in 10 seconds to shut it off was very unfair. So, you know, I give it both both rider, outrider and horse a free pass on that one. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. So it was it's definitely a tough to run a race like that as competitive as that is with yes. as many horses and then expect a horse to stop and to turn it off. Turn it, off. It, it, right. It's you know, that that was un you know, it's an unfair thinking that they can do that and he's excited the horse is excited the people are excited and it is you're expecting them just to I, I don't even think it was a behavioral issue I think it was just a, a one-off and yeah. the excitement horse horse. and mm -hmm. yeah and I do I think that's what it was hold that so. thought April I've got Eddie Herrera here with me and we're coming back after this short break and we're going to be chatting to him about not just Richie but wider barrier as well can you believe it he rode them both <laughs> I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. 
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magnawave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Louisa Barton with Equus Television and the Horse Talk Show here at Mayberry Farm with April Mayberry and Eddie Herrera. We've been chatting a little bit about Rich Strike and about his run across the finish line and into the history books winning the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. We were right there. It was so exciting. I cannot tell you. I want to make a movie about it. I think we should. <laughs> we'll enter it in the Equus Film Festival and win because it's such a great story. Hey, that's an idea. I'm going to talk to Eddie. Eddie Herrera was the exercise rider and starting rider for two of the horses out of 20 that ran in the Kentucky Derby. We think that's a pretty big deal. Eddie, tell us a little bit about you and your background. You know, I really like uh, both horses. Uh, you know what, the Guaya Barrio has got really nice smile all the time when he's trying with me and everything. But you know, King nice all the time is the really, really nice horse too because he's got his smile all the time. It's a little bit short when we break it, but after the when we start go to the track, it's love it all the time. It's trying a really like serious horse. And the best thing all the time I like it, the rear stride, the his balance, he's got really, really nice balance for me. Like some horses he don't got the same balance the other one, but again he's got a stride and I'm so happy for that horse because I see how it's run and I go follow on Guaya Barrio, but when I don't see Guaya Barrio in the stride, I see the other horse in the stride and I say, wow, uh -huh. you know, I can't believe this, but it's real. He's got something really good for my life. 
we got something starting in my life and especially the me broke the two horses and two horses run together and especially the horses can run really well for the next races and I'm so excited all the time for these two boys that I'm broke and the fourth ride of me breaking and and special for my family the my family my family is watching the two horses and and you see a lot of people and I see everything over there. So thank have, you. Have you been riding all your life? No. Like you know it's so hard for say double like something something serious is these two horses for me. Like I love to ride the horses especially when they you know, when the horse is a little tough for me, I love to ride a horse, but I really think about it all the time. It's my for the horse. It depends on the horse how I like it. I fall on the horse how I want it. I fall on it's my the horse. I know the horse is on top, but I try me listen the horse what is so like. To communicate, yeah, yes. The yeah. communication for the horse, I think it's better than whatever you want to do on the horse, because if you do something the horse you don't like, it, you're not supposed to do it. So you try to do something different and make sure the, the horse is be happy. If the horse is happy, the rider is happy. So I'll do the and same. And then the trainer is happy. <laughs> That's right. It's special for like April, he me this job and he's told me, Eddie, don't worry. I got a lot of horses. Take your time for the horses. Take, nobody rush you. When the horse is ready, you can go out. See the horse not ready, take your time. And I love that because never rush me when the horse, when I ride the horse, when the horse is ready for the party, okay, I say, you ready? I'm ready. So you say, not ready, take your time. And uh, you know, I try the best with everybody, horse that me ride, I try to do the best thing, so. When you first saddled him, the first time you got on him, how was he? Was he easy to start or was he, was he difficult? Was he very, very strong? He looks like a very strong horse. Um, was he very strong and, and difficult or was he kind of easy to start? You know, the horse is like really, really like regular horse. The only thing I like the hen, when me start doing the, in the stall and everything, he's really friendly with me and everything really nice with me. And when I put saddle and everything really beautiful and everything the right way, the only thing I love the hen is neck. All the time is really flexing neck. The, and I see in the race, in the big race, how it's more than neck. And no, but all the time with me, really nice horse. The only thing I know, the hen, you don't like a, like rush. You rush hen, is fighting too much for you. But after the horse, me ride and I, I listen what it like, what it don't like. The horse, I never got problems. The horse is like regular horse for me. You don't got nothing special, the horse. I can, I can believe the horse is, is professional horse for me, like the same day of the horses. So as long as you listen to him, what he wants, as long as you communicate and understand him and go slow with him, he's never a problem for you. Yes, you don't, you don't like the horse you rush, but when the horse is learning what he's doing, the horse all the time is do the right way. Well, it takes a little bit more time, maybe one or two days different than the other horses, but when he's do, we know what he's doing, you know got problems with, with that horse. And the same thing, when he's go to the track, 
a little bit, the few days, a little play, but after that, the horse, no problem. I don't got serious. nothing. Yeah. The horse is serious. The only thing I love is so serious in the track because it's gallo, like. Serious. Like Kentucky yeah. horse. But <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I can't believe it's the Kentucky horse. But when he's in the track over here, all the time, beautiful in the track. A little mature for when he's going to the track, but when he's in the track, it's the serious horse, and it's what I told you. Game After on. the few days, the horses go perfect work for me. So bad. you were there at the Kentucky Derby with the White Avario people, and you were watching the Derby, knowing that you rode two of those horses and got them a really, really good start here um, in the Ocala area. Was that really exciting, being there at the Derby and getting to see two horses you rode run in that race? That's to me, it's so cool. <laughs> you know, I never think about it that when I see the two horses, but I think about it when we come back for the Kentucky, because why? You know, I'm the first person that brought the two horses, and I can't believe, I think this is something in my story in my life, because I don't think so I can be a happen. The two horses, the me broken, the me start, the me put the saddle, me get on, and you know, backing a little bit with me some days when it's feel good because the horses when it's feel good some some days is backing but also inside is in that because the horses run together and especially these two horses you know i ride a lot of horses every day but that these two horses right now for me both is something special like because one i bought it and i saw and i break it and i do everything but the other one need the first person for for Bray and everything and show everything and show the trainer eh, the horses with this and that and I'm very happy for April because it's the last person for me. That's wonderful. Thank How you. do your family feel? Very excited, right? For your family must be very excited for you. You know, my family is the first time over there to Kentucky to see the races, the big races and. You know, it's so exciting, it's still, you know, still, it's so exciting. My daughter, I don't know, the me break the horse, the wind, re-stry, my daughter, I don't know. So when my daughter, when Wild Barrio, he don't run really good, my daughter start crying, and I oh. say, you know what, I break the horse, the wind. And my daughter really man is like, why you not told me that? <laughs> so, hey. It, so he's a star cry when Wild Barrio no win, he start cry. You told me that before I say, oh, I told you right now. <laughs> Eddie, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. We're thank so you. happy. We only have one minute left. So in less than one minute, let me know how you feel about him not running in the Preakness. I actually think that's okay. I think the trainer made the best choice for the horse. Obviously, he's training him, so he knows. And I do think that's part of heading to the Belmont. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I have to agree with you, horse first, and definitely uh, the glory of the Triple Crown is not as important as the health and well-being of the horse, and he certainly has a great chance to come from behind and outrun all the horses in the Belmont. So wrapping it up, I want to thank you, April Mayberry. You're thank a star. You. Thank we you love very you. Much. We're very proud of you. Thank you. Eddie, thank well you. done. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television at Mayberry Farm. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance in Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance.
This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio, in the downtown studios in the horse capital of the world at the CEP Equine Studios. And I have the pleasure of a dear friend of mine joining us by phone, Tammy Bobo, the owner of the Florida Bread Simplification, who ran fourth in the Kentucky Derby. Um, may, it was an incredible history-making race, and um, the 80-1 to 1 won the race, but Simplification ran a very, very valiant fourth against uh, the top horses in the world and actually beat 16 of the best of the best. So we're very proud of him, and we're very excited about the upcoming Preakness at Pimlico. And Tammy is actually in Little Italy right now in Maryland, awaiting this weekend's race and sale. So Tammy, kind of... Fill us in a little bit about where you are. You're in Little Italy right now. You said it's really neat and quaint, right? It's a great little spot. So we're here having dinner with Antonio and the family. And we are at a place called Sabinto's, I believe mm. is how you would pronounce it. And it's a great little spot in Little Italy. And we just kind of tripped across this on our way to the track in the morning. So <laughs> this has been a great little spot. Antonio is Italian descendant and I'm Italian as well. So <laughs> it's kind of a great place for us to all congregate and have some good food in the north. That's so perfect. And the Sarno family are such lovely people. I'm, I'm always so happy to hear from them, see them. And um, tell us, how does Antonio, the trainer of Simplification, how is he feeling about the way Simplification's been training and how well he has settled in at uh, Pimlico? So he's thrilled with the cold. The cold is really, he lost a little bit of weight coming out of the Derby. I think the stress of mm -hmm. that trip definitely towards the end of the race kind of had shown up a little bit on him. Mm -hmm. However, coming into Maryland, it was more of a setting 
of one that he's accustomed to. The, the stakes barn here is very similar to the Gulfstream stakes barn with the awnings on the side, a barn facing another barn. So we feel that the atmosphere is more of just something that he's accustomed to at home. So the horse has really settled in well here. He's definitely um, had his take of galloping in the mud every day. So there's <laughs> certainly not lack of rain in Maryland. No. <laughs> However, um, he was the lone soldier in the barn for a while, but he's really adjusted well. He seems happy and very content here. So Antonio's over the moon with him. I've had a lot of fun with him today. He was interacting with some kids and it's just fun to share, you know, the experience of this horse with others. So he's doing well. We're thrilled with him. The, the little bit of weight he had lost at Kentucky, he's filled back in. I was shocked when I saw him. That was one of my concerns coming in. He's a good eater, so he's not a horse we have to <laughs> worry good. about, you mm-hmm. know, eating. He's certainly a good eater. It was just a matter of, I think, the stress and everything that comes with the derby experience you know here i thought it would be a little more laid back there is a lot of media here as well Mm -hmm. there's a lot of interaction with the public which is nice to see they do daily tours to the bar and they bring a lot of people that have maybe never been around the equine industry Mm -hmm. so you have a lot of that here which we didn't have a lot of the public interaction in kentucky but i I think it's good for him you know i think the horse interacts well Mm -hmm. he likes the attention and He's doing extremely well. I would say myself, the horse is thriving here, and I think Antonio would agree agree 100% with that as well. That's wonderful. Good news. So um, I haven't looked at the weather forecast, but every Preakness I've ever been to, it's rained. Is it going to rain this Saturday? (laughs) I think we're blessed without rain. I think, you know, he's been here in the rain all week. Mm-hmm. And um, he's definitely been training in the rain all week. But no, I do believe Saturday's forecast is favoring sunshine and about 90 plus degrees. Good. So extremely hot. Wow. And mm. hopefully the Florida boy will handle the heat just fine. <laughs> That's right. He, he's definitely used to warm weather, isn't he? <laughs> right. He's a Miami horse. So <laughs> That's right. This should not residually affect him, God willing, going forward. This is true. So um, any strategy or thoughts? I think he's post um, post four on Saturday. And... You know, he's the first post oh, position, which I think oh. some people may have had some reservations with. Mm-hmm. I think for myself and Antonio, I feel in such a small field of nine, mm-hmm. I don't think this post position is going to yeah. have any effect on the resi- residually on the race. I agree. It didn't bother me, you mm-hmm. know, when he drew the one position. I actually feel good about it because I feel like the horse can run his race. Mm-hmm. And he's been coming wide on so many of the last races. He can kind of settle, let those speed horses run to the front mm-hmm. and let him just settle in and come on when he's ready to come on. You know, I mm-hmm. think the Colt, he's been an amazing horse for us. This has been a fun journey. Mm-hmm. And I just want him out of the race again, sound, first and foremost, you know, Absolutely. just yes. healthy, happy and to the other end. So. Yes. And what a journey and what a ride to take us all on because, you know, people tell me all the time, when they talk to me that they live vicariously through my travels and um, I am living vicariously through your experience. So I know um, probably as, as a dear friend that you're closer to my heart than total strangers, obviously, but I have to imagine that all the strangers as well that don't know you yet are also living the dream through you. And, you know, it's lovely to see them win a leg of the triple crown or in fact the triple crown, but what an experience just to even be there with the best of the best and just to let people live this experience with you is just um just phenomenal in my opinion i couldn't agree more it's unmeasurable and to be here at the freakness is very interesting 
you know, we're in the stakes barn. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. You know, you see these other great, amazing horses, you know, Mm -hmm. Epicenter just arrived today. That Mm -hmm. was exciting. You know, Mm -hmm. he came in. I'm like a kid in a candy store. (laughs) I want to see these horses. You know, these are horses we'll be breeding to in the next year or two. Yeah. Exciting to be in the barn. The filly came in today. I mean, what an amazing filly she is. So there's certainly no lack of talent here. It's going to be an exciting race. And we're just thrilled to have a small part of it and be in it. You know, it's an opportunity we've been all blessed with. And this horse has taken us on the ride of a lifetime. So we're very honored to be a part of his career. Well, you know, an interesting thing, and I mentioned this to you when I talked to you at the barns at the Kentucky Derby, I... I said to you, it's a different perspective for you as a horse person, as a horse trainer, as a horse owner, as a horse buyer. It's a different experience for you than perhaps some of these large syndications that maybe, you know, 50 or 100 people own a horse and some of them have actually never even been around horses. Nothing wrong with that. We love that there are people out there getting involved in horse racing and buying in but definitely a different perspective from you as you're seeing the horses coming through the barns and arriving for this huge big deal that is the Preakness. And and you're there as an owner, but you're also looking at these horses and you have horse sense. So you're looking at maybe looking at Epicenter and going, yeah, you know, he looks good, bud, or, oh, he looks much better. Or, you know, you're seeing things that a horse trainer would see that perhaps a, you know, a regular person who's not in the business might not see. So it's uh, definitely from a different perspective with you being an owner and also a horse trainer yourself. It absolutely does. I have to say it's a blessing and a curse. You're more aware (laughs) of all the accidents or injuries that can happen the wheelbarrows in the shed row the little (laughs) things that at home we would have a stroke over right here at the track are just common denominators so it's quite an adjustment and i think that going forward you know it's just something these resources adapt to walking on concrete being Mm -hmm. you know shoes and Mm -hmm. asphalt and all of the elements at home in which we would never comprehend the thought right. of that that here it's just day-to-day life with these horses it's a crazy so I think from that standpoint there's that whole i'm not a person that has anxiety but there's <laughs> certainly that level every morning holding my breath thinking oh my gosh move the wheelbarrow pick up the hose grab the bucket <laughs> things that the average horse owner that maybe isn't in the business does not see that as so catastrophic so it's true. just little things that mean a lot right Tammy, we love you. We love simplification. We're rooting for our Florida bread from Florida. Wish we were there with you, but we certainly are praying for a wonderful outcome and to see your beautiful self in the winner's circle. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. you. My love love to all. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Tammy. Wrapping it up, coming back with Lindsay Reid, going to catch up with Richie, Rich Strike, our derby winner. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance in Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. 
Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the CEP Equine Studios downtown. Thrilled and blessed, a pleasure indeed to have Lindsay Reed with us. Lindsay is the daughter of Eric Reed. They are the trainers and the group that brought Rich Strike into the history books with a phenomenal ride the 80 to one shot as he crossed the finish line and the 150,000 people or so roared and went crazy because this is a derby story. And I just said to Gigi today on horses, this is the one we need to do because what a great story this is. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. Um, wow, what a ride you've been on the past couple of weeks. <laughs> it has absolutely been one great ride. Um, it's it's an uphill, and we finally got to the top of the mountain. I'm telling you, it's a view. It really is. Lindsay, for um, a lot of our listeners um, who are not directly involved in, in horse racing, they don't know some of the trials and tribulations that you and your family have faced over the years and how you've kind of fought your way back from a terrible fire uh, on the farm six or so years ago, loss of some horses, terrible, devastating something that so many people would would absolutely just give up and not even go on. But um, your family has been so strong and, you know, a, a smaller operation than the big, huge names that we hear, you know, repeatedly in, in the state circles. How nice to have a, a smaller operation um, come through like this with the, with the long shot who literally... Um, made it into the race 30 seconds before the cutoff when Ethereal Road scratched. Um, and, and how did that make you feel that day? You must have been like, wow, we're in. <laughs> it 
it was uh, it, it was a shock, you know. The the last five minutes for the deadline, we get a phone call. He says, "You're in. You're gonna take the spot." And your dad couldn't say anything, and I'm like, "Say something!" For she hangs the phone up, man. And he he uh yes yes you know. So we we get in, you know. And I mean, he wasn't even supposed to be in this race, so he gets in, you know. And all of us at the farm were just high fiving and screaming and hooting and hollering and. You know, we're just all so excited, you know, we're like, yeah, we're getting to run in the Derby, you know. Nonetheless, we did not think we were going to, you know, win it. We hoped to just at least run good, at least mid-pack, maybe hit the board, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got the gap, and Sonny did what one of the greatest riders I've ever seen could do, taking through that gap and saying, oh, boy, this is it. This is what we need to do. If we don't do it, we're never going to make it. And I'm telling you, come through, got the win, incredible, just Amazing. incredible. Amazing. How did you feel when you realized that he had to cross the finish line first? I mean, you have to have been absolutely just on cloud nine. Even Larry Colmas, who's pulled a couple of triple crowns and is a pro, uh, didn't see him come. You, were you absolutely Did you? I mean, I know I, I, I was going to say, okay. did you cry? But I know you did because I saw you. <laughs> yes, I had uh... I, I was standing there beside my dad in the, in the paddock watching over the big screen. And, uh, you know, I, I sit here and I, I look over my dad's dad. He takes the gap. He's got it. He's like, and there he goes. He takes the gap. And the first thing that comes out of my mouth, this isn't real. This isn't happening. This is a dream. No, no, this isn't real. And then he comes across the wire. And, I mean, my heart just, all I could do was cry. All I could do was cry. I was so happy. And I was so excited. I was so proud of my dad for not giving up on this when everybody told him, oh, you're not going to draw in. It's not going to happen. You know, like, it just, I was so proud of him for not giving up and, you know, not listening to everybody and taking the horse home. You know, he stayed there to the very last minute, and it paid off. Yeah. And it really, really did. That's amazing. Talk about um, talk about the decision to not run him in the Preakness. Um, I'm 100% behind whatever is in the best interest of the horse always. And I think as an industry, you know, I, I love horse racing. I love horses more than I love horse racing, but I love horse racing. I love the the backside, the barn, the, the people that are involved, rooms that love on the all. And I group like decision that is clearly for the love of the horse and what's best for the horse, not necessarily the but to give him his chance in life to carry on and have a successful career. And I hats off to you and your team and Avery, who uh, I'm viewing her. And uh, she agreed, you know, that, that we need more people that care about the horse, and that's the priority. But that was the top goal here, you know, um, especially with, with my dad and, and the owner, Mr. Dawson. Uh, you know, they, they had discussed it, you know, maybe this isn't the distance to this horse. And, mm-hmm. you know, our goal is to win these races, not just show up because the media wants us to. Right. And also, it's just that, to be honest, with, with three weeks after a major race like that, it just didn't seem logical. Yeah. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. You know, he's in top condition, ready to go, but that's not his distance. No. And, you know, the, the further Rich Strike goes, faster he gets. I see that. So, you know, it's like a race like the Belmont that's coming up, you know, that race is made for him. Right. And I, I, I believe this is this will be one of his greatest victories, you know. Um, but as, as for the Preakness, it's just too soon after the Derby. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, for, for Bonnie, as hard as he did, it's, it's just too soon and it's too short. Mm-hmm. And he's just not that kind of horse to, to, that really likes that, you know. We, he's so talented. Why waste his talent? Why waste a race, you know, because every horse is limited to a race. Right. Um, you know, to amount of races. So if he decides, you know, we'll, we'll run him and we wasted a race. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of what we looked at here. You know, and Dad and Mr. Dawson really spoke about it, and they really watched him train and, and seen how he come out of the derby, you know, and they made the overall decision that let's skip the freakness, you know, the Triple Crown's not what we're after. We're after to win and win good races with him and, you know, make him a legendary horse that he already has become, make mm-hmm. him twice the legendary horse. <laughs> exactly, right. No, you're so right. And, t- and two weeks between the derby and the freakness, you know, if you've got that horse that you think, can do it and he's used to racing very very frequently that's exactly. three tracks in five weeks and and horses aren't trained to do that and it's a very very tough and it can be very debilitating for them and if he's got a chance to it, come back and win the belmont then i think you should give him everything that you know he needs to do that so that's that's the main goal we're looking at here you know we're just hoping just to, just, just to get into the belmont and and you know to run him in there and i i know for sure that he's, he's going to run his best race at the Belmont because it is, it is his distance that race is made for him. Exactly. And, you know, it's just the fact mm-hmm. that it's just not, you know, he's, he's it's not used to running back so soon. That's right. another issue we come into, yes. you know, and it's the fact that I know other horses, you know, American Pharaoh and um, Justified did it, you know, but what did they do afterwards? They right. never did anything ever again because, you know, it destroyed the horse within. You never knew what they really could have been because these three major races took so much out of them. And, you know, it just, it's stud duty, or we cripple the horse completely, and then he can't be a stud. Right. So, you know, those connections did the right thing by retiring him, but I do believe that those horses would have had a whole lot of a better chance at being great, great race horses instead of just doing the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, and be done. You know, right, just, right. To me, I'm like, let's, we, they've got better races out there. Yes. You know, let's make this horse what he needs to be, and that's what my dad's doing. And, and yes. I'm so proud of him for making that choice. I, I prayed and prayed and prayed. Don't run him in the freakness. Please don't. He goes, let's, just, let's just go to the Belmont. Let's, let's, you know, I'm dreaming here. It's, it's right. not reality what I'm saying, but let's go to the Belmont. Let's go to the Travelers. Let's go to the yeah. Breeders' Cup. You know, that's, that's my dream. You know, that's, that's not a fact. So don't, don't think he's going to all three. You know, it depends on how right. he goes after the Belmont. Lindsay, I want to thank you so much. We're at the end of this segment. We want to wish you all the best. We're praying to see you in the winner's circle at the Belmont. We're so excited for you and the whole team. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank awesome. you, Thank you Lindsay. Thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Just everybody know Rich Strike's doing great. Fantastic. And, you know, he's going to come back, and I, I, I hope the other horses can catch him. <laughs> All the best to you and the team. Thank you. Lindsay Reed for Eric Reed's team there with Rich Strike. we got to wrap it up. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around till the same time next week.